Good morning. And uh, thank you for listening to uh, today's holiday special, Last Best Babylon 5 podcast. I'm Ben. Hi, and I'm Steve. Happy holidays. (laughs) Yes, I hope you had a spooky holiday. (laughs) Now, you know, you might be wondering what, what were we celebrating, but... Steve and I, we're we're handsome atheists, the type that you would find at the back of a line at Babylon 5. So actually, I insisted on working the whole holiday season. I told my boss, please, I want to work. Anyway, uh, so we, uh, uh, we don't have a new episode of Last Best Babylon 5 for you this week, but we, we, we dug into our vault for a, a special holiday special. It's a big, yeah, we, we had to go down, we all, all of our keys, we had to turn the, the lock at the same time and mm-hmm. uh, cross-reference a number of uh, different shelves on the, the vault, but uh, mm-hmm. we found this. Yeah. Just we, for the, you, the listener. Yeah, it's covered with dust. Uh, so, before we did the last best Babylon 5 podcast, uh, Steve and I, not Sean. That's why he's not here. Very important, yeah. <laughs> we kicked him out. <laughs> That's why he's not here. Uh, Steve and I uh, were the hosts of a Star Trek podcast That's right. called Space Lincoln. And uh, we started that podcast in 2014, and we concluded it in, what, like 2018? Somewhere around there. Maybe before that. Yeah, um, maybe. Sure. And uh, it was not episode by episode. It was uh, each uh, uh, podcast. We the two of us would have a guest, and uh, then we would talk about like a a theme or an idea or like a couple episodes or something like that. It was not. It was not like this. It was freewheeling, not like this uh, scene by scene crap, yeah. JMS junk. Uh. Anyway, uh, our our most frequent guest, though, was Sean. Yeah, it was Sean Rose. For uh, sure. So, so, we, you know, I, I, have, I have something of a, a thought in my mind of that uh, if you're a listener to this podcast, you've uh, probably, uh, are, are probably at least passingly familiar with the Star, Star Trek franchise uh you know and maybe maybe that's a, that. yeah maybe that's a little presumptuous of me <laughs> but i i i think you probably uh have seen easily five dozen star trek episodes uh if you're a listener to this podcast yeah i'd, I'd uh, put i'd bet the farm on that so uh we decided we're, we're going to play one of our our old episodes of that and you're going to notice something very different uh, between this uh, and uh, those episodes, which is other than the the fact that you know we were we were you know young and in our twenties and vivacious. Uh, also, Barack Obama uh, was still the president. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. Um, but uh, you'll also notice that we recorded those in a professional studio. 
Those were the days. Yeah, we didn't record them on microphones in our apartments, in our separate apartments. In our separate apartments. We were all together in a professional studio, and the the episodes weren't edited by me, a person that taught himself how to edit while editing the last best Babylon 5 podcast. It's edited by our good friend Adam, who is a a professional audio engineer. Uh, So, so... Uh, you you might be like, wait, so almost 10 years ago, uh, you had a <laughs> podcast that sounded considerably better. That sounded professional? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we did. And now we don't. Uh, uh, that's just <laughs> how it is. <laughs> yeah, sometimes life works in mysterious ways. It's, it's we started and out there on There were ways Broadway. sometimes, yeah. Yeah. We started out on Broadway. A lot of people go up. We we've gone down a bit. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. And now we're we're in the the black box, the uh, little black box theater. Anyway, uh, so this episode is the seventh episode of Space Lincoln, and it was released April fourth, twenty fourteen. Wow. Uh, uh, so years yeah. ago. Uh yeah. So anyway, we uh uh we like you to enjoy. Uh yes. thank you so much and uh I don't stand by anything I I said. In, in yeah, ha- have a good time. Uh thank you so much for listening to it. Uh if you like it, let us know. Uh, we it'd be thrilled. We'd be thrilled to hear it and uh happy holidays. If you're if you're like I'm only in this for Babylon 5, just stay tuned. Stay yeah. Tuned. We'll we'll see you next week. Uh and uh, happy happy new year to all happy of you happy year to all the wanderers <laughs> today we're going to drink and drink let's I'm have tr- let's have a drink i i'm going to drink very slowly to boldly go where no booze has gone before oh ruffle Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Rittenhouse, baby. That's oh. right. Welcome to Space Lincoln, uh, Historic Chicago's favorite Star Trek podcast. My name is Steve. With me, as always, is Mr. Benjamin Beejan. I'm, yeah, I'm here. There he is. I love it. Welcome to our podcast. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Uh, we have, uh, we laugh a lot. If If this is your first time listening to this program we have a couple running gags uh yeah. that that are in every show mm-hmm. uh steve has a funny voice mm-hmm. so watch out for that and then uh there's a character that i play yeah. uh and uh he'll he'll he might uh make a visit a little later too but steve you is that mayor mcplease please <laughs> there please! he is there he is i want to pass a law please <laughs> guys you ready for this this is gonna be a good one um Great, and joining us today in our studio is none other than uh, three-time guest, Mr. Sean Rose. Again? He's back again. I broke out of prison. Oh, yeah, because oh. you downloaded all of those episodes illegally. Oh, illegally. Illegally. Last- Torrent sites, LimeWire, Kazaa, Noipster. <laughs> How'd I get out of prison? I won't tell you. That's for the feds to find out. They're on their way here. Oh boy! But before they get here, I've got to help. I'm going to help out with this nerd cast. 
Well, yeah, so here we are, back again. Steve, what are we talking about other than uh, that uh, oh. I'm kind of on an empty stomach and I'm, and we're I'm dr- drinking whiskey? Hey, I'm not on an empty stomach, but I'm drinking it. Hey, I want the, the audience to hear this. Wow. Wow. We're drinking. This is um, a fun place. By the way, it's uh, it's actually 4 a.m. when we're recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just stayed up on a bender. <laughs> I've been up for th- for 36 hours straight. Yeah, we've been building a treehouse. Um, we are talking today about Star Trek, the original series, and how it affects the greater. There was an original series. Holy shit! Yes, and how it affects the greater canon of the Star Trek universe. You guys are excited about that because I am. Yeah, I don't know. I that. think Steve's the most excited this, one. This is crazy. I can't. Believe I mean, this. I'm ready. I'm ready to go. I'm. I, I'm sprung up. I mean, take a look. Man, this is wow. Whoa. He's, he's uh, his pecs are, are are bouncing. He's revealed left himself. And right. The room left is. Right. I feel the heat in the room. Somebody <laughs> open a window. I'm sweating. Yeesh. Whoa. Wow. It's like a fountain of sweat. But actually, we haven't really done too much about TOS. No, we have not. not really. I mean, we've tangentially the, discussed it. Yeah. But we haven't really said, this is about, we did a whole episode about Miles O'Brien, but we can't. <laughs> well, I mean, let's priorities. I mean, come on. Miles, Miles is very important. He's like, an important He's a wonderful Irish man. man. Cole Meany is a wonderful He's man. He's given a lot to charity. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Has he really? Yes. No, that's great. <laughs> Good for him. Hey. I, I, pulled, I, I made that one up. Oh, and you want to know what? But another... I bet he has. Yeah, I bet he, he, seems, has. he seems like it. Like and... you're just like, yes. <laughs> charity. We don't I'm know sure what has, charity. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, it's, it's a warp. You, you, you want to know what? sale went all to charity, right? Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, a warp. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, he, he's donated to uh, anti-vaccination. <laughs> Oh, good for him. No, that's not. Now, now I'm going to go to now, jail, too, but that's for not libel. Wait, no, please don't tell me no, that's true. No, that's not, that's oh, not true. Thank, thank God. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. You scared the hell out of me. Oh, good Lord. Oh, Christ. Sean can't go through that again because no. he was a big fan of uh, Jenna McCarthy. Yeah, I was. <laughs> that broke my heart. I was a big fan of the the things she did. And, uh, and Sean's she, father is a, is a vaccinator. Jay- he That's his job. Yeah, it, yeah. Is, it is. Uh, and, I was born to believe in vaccinations and told if, if anyone says I don't believe in vaccinations, just start screaming wherever you are. You have to start screaming in place and just start screaming until everyone in the room starts crying. We are... We are in uh, historic True. Chicago. He's also yes. a big fan of uh, Jay Cutler of the Chicago Bears, who mm-hmm. also yep, just came out. Yeah, as just a, came out. Came out. <laughs> that's uh, that's what coming out means. Now. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> now that there's gay marriage in Illinois, coming out, What's coming up? out. Someone who says the truth, and the truth is that it's gross and bad. Wow. Also, the vaccinations aren't um, real. I'm fucking tired of this subject. <laughs> Aren't we talking about Call the me. original series? Yeah. Of yes. Star Trek. Okay. Yeah. So we, we're going to talk about the original series. Yeah. There was no Star Trek before it. Yeah, yeah. There was nothing. But it's like the original series compared <laughs> he to... He invented science fiction. <laughs> invented. The original series compared to uh, the newer Star Trek stuff. Yes. And there's a very distinct difference. I mean, oh, obviously yeah, because, you know, they're like 20 years apart because it was 20 years between the original series and 
TNG. Mm-hmm. So obviously a lot changed in that time. But like all the other it's, Star it's, Trek I mean, stuff. it's even different than the movies, though, too. Like, oh, TOS, yeah, absolutely. The show is different than T- the TOS movies. So I think when a lot of people go back to... Because I'm coming from the perspective of somebody who started watching it with TNG mm-hmm. yeah. and then went back to the original series, having watched a lot of the other the newer stuff. And it is very different. It's a little jarring almost at first. I think uh, I think my first Star Trek might have been the original series. Like, okay. uh, plan- it might have been. It might have also been. Like, I was a little kid. Yeah. And I just remember I loved watching uh, TOS and like syndication. Like when it just played, yeah. I, I mean, like, I did PM. I, I started watching Next Gen in college. I even ha- I did I hated TOS. I was like, this is the Next Gen is the only Star Trek. Well, I you- think a lot of people still feel that way. I. Well, I, I, Not well, after this podcast. Tim Dunn. Yeah, Tim Dunn. He loves Voyager. Anyway. Uh, but whatever. Yeah, any, we don't any, need to talk any, about that Yeah, guy. we don't need to. Uh, what I was going to say, though, is that when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I loved – I actually – I think I kind of found TNG kind of boring. Um, sure. But I loved TOS as a little kid. Uh, and you yeah. want to know why? It's, it's because it's I love – number one, it's colorful, and kids like – Colors, yeah, yeah, kids. Um, and number two uh, is uh, because uh, TOS had bones, and as a little kid, my favorite characters, ben just grumpy grandpas, <laughs> my favorite characters as a child were always grouchy old men. And when I say that, I mean we rented grumpy old men mm-hmm. and grumpier old men grumpier all old the man. time. You thought they were grumpy at first. <laughs> You get you get back in that theater. My, because they're grumpier and they want to show it. Crankier. My dog was as ugly as you. I'd shave his ass and teach him to walk backwards. And grumpier than ever before. My my favorite character in I Love Lucy, which I also watched a lot of, was Fred Mertz, who's I their believe we talked grouchy. about this with Haley in the very first episode. <laughs> yeah, of, of I Space love Lincoln, the Grumps. And Haley was just like, "All right, I could see that. I love the Grumps." Yeah. And and so as like you a little, why they're so grumpy? As like an eight year old, like watching, like I the one I relate the most to is this ornery, like skinny, grouchy prick. Like oh no, oh, Jim, it's kind Spock, of a racist. Rock you green blooded. He doesn't. Uh, every never wants to go into the transporter. Uh, Scramble your molecules. He, he and honestly, and I was talking to Steve about this the other day. He has a really good reason not <laughs> want to use that thing because that we thing do doesn't all, work half the time. We, were talk, we talked about transporter accidents for like we, twenty minutes. We did. We were talking about it, and it's like that thing malfunctions all the time. People are so always does getting, the holodeck. People are in the holodeck. And the, people, these are terrible. People inventions. are getting split into different personalities. You know, people are getting are dying and disappearing. They're getting mm. like half sent. Like it's it's it's. Not safe, like half the time. People, and we were talking about it. People get scared of pl- get, getting on a plane. Yeah, and those things never crash. They crash once in a while. But you, mm. but but like there, but it's like a really safe form of travel statistically. Yeah. But people are still scared of flying. So you would think that more people how, how would many, be scared to to use. Are there transportation more phasing tra- technology transporter mishaps in uh, the original series? Because it's like I think of like uh, most uh, of the transporter mishaps. I think of. TNG. Are in TNG, yeah, like uh, think, with Tom there Riker. Are some, and, there are some. There are a couple in, in, in TOS, series, yeah. but um, I think I kind of you could almost say that that could be because also because TNG they had longer. Was, yeah, TNG was on the air, on the air longer. So All right, well, been, before we talk yeah. about TNG, let's go back to TOS. Yeah, sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent. Yeah, thanks, man. A TNG yeah. tangent. Yeah, we'll get yeah, there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's the 1960s. <laughs> 
uh, the most exciting decade in American history. <laughs> oh yeah, we have space on the brain. Kennedy said that thing about we. Will he go said to the actually moon. that that was a quote of Kennedy. Yeah. yeah, we have space on the brain. Go to space moon. fever. I got space on my mind. I've Let's got go there. I've got on my mind. mind. I've got. We are getting Please, can't we pass a law? <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, no, it's yeah. Merrimick, please. I, uh, oh, please, oh, I Mr. Wish Kennedy, I could watch. I pass there, a law. I wish there was a program on the air called uh, Star Trek. I would uh By the end of this decade, by the end of this decade, there will be a Star Trek program. Uh, I, know we, I know we've had a lot of tangents already. <laughs> so why this start? is going to be a garbage show. <laughs> Uh, this will be a garbage tangent but show. Okay, but like Star Trek was around when Jimi Hendrix was playing music. Yeah, he yeah. was a fan. Jimi Hendrix was a fan of Star Trek. Oh, I, uh, I didn't was know he really? That. Yeah, he oh, hung out with Leonard Nimoy. No way. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw that picture. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's not a tangent. Well, he has like songs about like space and stuff. And, yeah. Like, so that makes sense. Yeah. It's just funny that like when Woodstock was happening, there was Star Trek. I uh, I see a young man <laughs> who will revolutionize uh, electric guitar. Oh, this is Kennedy. Yeah, he's talking about Kennedy. Right. Okay. <laughs> what did you think it was? All right. That was. I thought that was his Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I thought oh, you were. Yeah. I thought you were doing Jimi Hendrix. Why would you think that would be Jimi Hendrix? Yeah, a I thought that was. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was Jimi oh, Hendrix. Yeah. My name is Jimi. Jimi uh, <laughs> Hendrix. <laughs> what if Jimi Hendrix talked like Jimi Hendrix? <laughs> That uh, sounds like a great what if. Wow, yeah. what if? All right, let's get back to the, the fucking subject. You what know, we haven't up? even had more than like two sips of the, the whiskey at this point. No, so. we are, I don't know what we're talking about. All right, 1960s. All right. Yeah, so Star Trek happens. Star Trek happens. And it's great. All right. What's it great? That's it. Let's be real. Let's be real here. Okay, where, 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 yes. where were you going with this? Let's, let's, I just wanted to bring up. Root, I just wanted root. to bring up TOS. Is that a legit? How is that not a legitimate question? Was it great? Yeah. Honestly, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Reset button. Let's get back on track. I don't know what the hell's it going on. Uh, we talk about pickup artists. We talk about J- John F. Kennedy. I was talking about Star Trek. Uh, now we're okay. Let's, this is what I was talking. About. Okay, so Star Trek comes out in yes. 1966, and mm-hmm. it was it was good. Revo- it was revol- <laughs> It was very good. We all agree. It was fine. Desi uh, Arnaz was a fan. That's weird. <laughs> well, they, they, but it, it was, was a Desi Lu production. Yeah. It was uh, revolutionary for its time. Mm-hmm. A very distinctive uh, look. Look color. Yeah, I mean, it, it, color. It was. Primarily made, it was made for like color televisions, right? That's correct. So it's like it had like really bold colors. Yeah. Um, there hadn't really been a show quite like that mm-hmm. that had really existed, right? It, it was kind of no, like I a, mean, well, there had, been, uh, space there, there had been, but not yeah. quite, space. not quite in that same way. I mean. Well, I mean, yes and no. They definitely took a lot from different things. You know, oh, Buck totally. Rogers happened, and uh, well, that was, I mean, those were those were old sci-fi serials. serials. The the thing is, is that and there were like, a lot of comics like it, yeah. um, and stories. But as far as TV, I think the real thing, the real genius of it was they made it like a western. They made it a western in space. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they also had the the like the pro- uh, progressive bent of mm-hmm. uh, the '60s, like uh, one of the major things. And this is something that carries over uh, to Star Trek yeah. later. Mm-hmm. Is Most that- Star Treks. Most Star Treks later, I uh, no, I'd argue that every all every Star Trek 
tries to whether or not it's successful is besides the the point I'm trying to like I think that all of them have aspirations to be I don't think Enterprise does. <laughs> Enterprise has the AIDS episode. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, did they do an AIDS episode? It's actually pretty good. It, like it's pretty respectful. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 2009 Trek I don't think has any aspirations. No, uh, 2009, no, 2009 Trek. But does not. you know what? Doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Next. Um, no, thank you. Okay, so yeah, it's it's a it's a sci-fi western with progressive '60s values in the Kennedy era. Well, it's it's, it's post well, Kennedy, post Kennedy, but you know, Kennedy, Kennedy, but it has, it's yeah. it, it's in that. Didn't Kennedy. they uh, didn't they try to like give Kirk or did Gene Roddenberry say something about like he wanted to give Kirk like a like a, a Kennedy vibe, like make him like a Kennedy like leader? I, you know, I don't something know like that. I, I might I, have heard I've that. never heard a, a well, he direct quote. Grandma, huh? I might but have like, misheard that. It but makes no, but, sense. but it, it it definitely makes sense because Kirk is definitely. A young, charismatic optimist who works hard and pushes uh, himself and his and his surroundings. Mm-hmm. So, JFK was in the Navy. JFK was in the Navy, and mm-hmm. he was a hero. All right, but uh, like, and and Kirk is a very like kind of an important figure and all that. But um, I think that the characterizations are pretty interesting in TOS. Is that they're very yeah. um, I wouldn't say they're simple, but there, it, there's more of a. Uh, there's almost more of like a comic book feel to it to me. Like yeah, everyone has a ro- like a role. Yeah, like the three main characters. Mm-hmm. You have like Kirk, who's like the leader, and then you have mm-hmm. uh, Spock, who is the kind of the cold. Like he's the brains, the brains, he's, and yeah. uh, McCoy's the heart, and yeah. McCoy's the heart. So they have their very, very. Uh, that's that's a traditional yeah. setup, like, mm-hmm. and you you see it in all sorts of like you see it in like all sorts mm-hmm. of comedy and and drama. It's mm-hmm. like the you know the three. It's like, yeah, the leader, the brains, and the heart. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just a very, like, kind of, it, it always works. It's like, id, ego, and super ego, that, that kind of thing. I don't know. Wow, that's someone, went, someone that's going into fucking into Dr. Rose. Dr. Rose. Dr. Sean over here. I don't like, even know what any of those things mean. Don't try to. I don't care. Don't don't try to hide that you're a sensitive, smart individual. Is it because <laughs> girls might listen to this? <laughs> Be the real you. Please be the real you. This is the worst thing I've ever been a part of. <laughs> so okay, I'm so, so sorry, Adam. So we have I'm Adam. So sorry, you have to listen to all this crap. Not me. Uh, so we have the three. We have the the heart, the brains, and the leader. But then we also have a international uh, international stereotype uh, supporting cast. Everybody have, has one thing, and that's it. That basically, yeah. who is kind of bad at her job. Mm-hmm. She's. Uh, she messes up a couple times. She messes I, up a couple I don't times, think she's, she's kind of. No, I think she's mostly competent. She's most, and, I think she's competent, but like yeah, uh, they always they put her in positions where like she's always like kind of like yeah, panicked. Like and, like, she's always, yeah, just, like, she's I always can't in read a position what's going where it's like, like yeah. And I think that's more of just like the writing and less of the character. It's kind of like an early stage of uh, you know Worf gets beat up. Basically, it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of similar. Like, like he's a little bit overwhelmed. Yeah, like, yeah, and um, I like. Uh, is she the highest ranked woman? So yeah, and so, so yeah, yeah, that's that's how they because and women aren't aren't terribly well written. I, I would not, say. I mean, in no. TOS. No, Steve, not would TOS. Would you argue that? Mm. No, I, I wouldn't argue it. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think yeah. you have to look at it in so, the context. Yeah. No. No. Say, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So it's like uh, I, I uh, an episode I was watching today. I watched uh, Who Who Mourns for Adonis which uh, for is, the for the listeners at home. Yeah. Uh, they find the god Apollo. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this one yet. It, it is, and it, it is just like the god Apollo. It's actually better than you'd is, think it'd be. It's good. It's also Jason Alexander's favorite episode of the original series. Oh, really? 
How do you? Is that on Memory Alpha? That's of course it's on Memory <laughs> Alpha. Wow, take another sip. It's like a, in a TV Guide 158. In an interview, Jason Alexander said it's that his episode. favorite episode of Star Trek was a, "Who Mourns for Adonis." Is it a good episode? Uh, it's not. It's it's it's, I mean, it's better than you'd think it'd be. Okay. It's better than Cat's Paw, and it might even be better. Uh, Still got to see that and, one. Uh, the Haunted House Planet. Uh, that that is, sounds yeah, yeah, Cat's Paw is phenomenal. That sounds wonderful. Uh, I gotta be honest. Uh, and uh, it's better. Yeah. Than oh no, piece of the action. In a few years, the Iotians made a man. A piece of our action. Oh, boy. Uh, wow. Yeah, you know what? I, honestly, I, th- I think I got to agree with you there. The action was kind of boring. But yeah. anyway, uh, to, uh, rounding back to my original point is mm-hmm. that uh, there's, a, there's a scene in there. Like, so on the planet, the god Apollo has made it so they can't um, communicate uh, with uh, the ship. And so the away team on this planet is uh, Kirk, uh, McCoy, Scotty, and a woman who and Chekhov. Po- oh, che- oh, that's right, Chekhov. Yeah. And he's like, I don't believe in this. Uh, and I believe in my Russian gods. Yeah, and he, God damn it. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, some blonde lieutenant that falls in love with the extremely handsome, like oh, he's boy. in, like he's he's wearing like a toga, like and uh, that that comes around his shoulder, oh, so boy. you see like his you know busty, oh yeah, busty chest, oh yeah, and uh, looks you. like a man. Thank and, you. Uh, so th- it's all I need. They fall in love. Um, yeah. But anyway, but back on the ship, uh, so it's uh, that Uhura and Spock are trying to get in touch uh, with the people on the planet, and mm. Uhura has to like do all this complicated technical stuff. Yeah, and she's like, I don't think I could do it. Mr. Spock, I haven't done anything like this in years. If it isn't done just right, I could blow the entire communication system. It's very delicate work, sir. And Spock says uh, something like, uh, you are the most qualified person to do, like, you know. Oh, yeah, that's Yeah, nice. like, it's a nice little thing. I can think of no one better equipped to handle it, Miss Uhura. Please proceed. And then J.J. Abrams saw it and said, well, I guess that must mean they're doing it. J.J.? <laughs> Wow. Uh, so what what are some elements in the original series? There's obviously a number of them. So yeah. like, when people go back and watch the original series after yes. seeing the newer stuff, mm-hmm. what are they going to see that's like, oh, that's what? Well, I mean, the, first, whole, the whole tone sure. of the show is a little bit different, Absolutely. I first, I just want to thank our guest for keeping us in, uh, yeah. in line here. Yeah, Jesus uh, Christ. Wow. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think they're, they're very episodic in that... There's no real continuity. There's no real overflowing continuity. The continuity is mean, really loose. Uh, yeah. That's mostly the case for most of Trek anyway, but there's a definite sense of... Well, like TNG, they they do that more. They, they give it more mm-hmm. continuity. And I mean, DS9 continuity. has a lot of continuity, obviously. obviously. Yeah. Uh, but, Voyager has some. But TOS, but it's like, kind of step in they're, every episode is... They're not really connected in really yeah. any way. They could You could watch them completely out of order. Mm-hmm. Apart from maybe a and that's, couple that's mentions, how been, that's how I've been watching them. I've been watching yeah. them out of order. Yeah, uh, it, it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. It's not like there's a story that you have to keep up with. Yeah, the Klingons show up a couple times, not really that often. The Romulans show up twice. Mm-hmm. Those Romulan episodes are both great, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean the the one that I, I saw, uh, Balance of Terror, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. Um, that's like the introduction of the Romulans. See, so there are there are some that um, have that feel, but like there are some that, and there are. Uh, I, I would. I don't want to go too far in like the, the campy stuff, but th- yeah. there are definitely campier moments. Well, would uh, would I'd you say, say uh, that there all are? The time, yeah. yeah, yeah. What are the types 
of original series episodes. So, like, yeah. there's a bunch of episodes where, like, they go to, like, a, like a godlike entity planet. Like, that, oh, that okay. is the, the godlike that, that is That is a, like, a genre yeah. for the original series. Yeah, like, Obviously, it, like, that doesn't. Later on, it, I mean, in the later series, anymore. it kind of pops up. But, but yeah. in the original Q-O. series, basically, and, and this is, again, coming from somebody who hasn't mm-hmm. seen all the episodes, but I've sure. seen a, a decent amount of them. Yeah. But, but I've, even in those comparatively small amount of episodes I've seen, I have seen a lot of godlike entities. Oh, they're all over the place. Uh, the first two episodes, like if you watch them in order, I think that like if, if it's on Netflix, the first two episodes are godlike entities. The what? first two. Uh, why? Do you, why do you think that is? Why? Like, why do you think it's a humanity thing? I think because most of the time the godlike entities are testing humanity in some kind of way, <laughs> and then they discover that oh wow, humanity has. Has, they have something to offer. They have goodness. Yeah, wow, we are watching your people, and you are so good. You surprise me, Captain, by sparing your helpless enemy, who surely would have destroyed you. You demonstrated the advanced trait of mercy, something we hardly expected. We feel that there may be hope for your kind. Yeah, I, I think that that goes into the um, the idealism of yeah, of it's the a very Kennedy, idealistic yeah. uh, kind of mindset, which is like, well, we're in space. Do we deserve to be there? Yes, we do because we're the best. Basically, yeah, we have compassion and heart and what, democracy. Steve, what would you say was your uh, the the best godlike entity episode? Was it Squire of Gothos? Square of Gothos was, that was um, pretty good. Which one is that? Which one was that? That's the one where um, they go to the, this godlike creature who loves uh, Alice in Wonderland. No, no, no. He yeah. he or he's like um, he likes Napoleon, the Napoleonic Wars, right? And he has like that whole getup. It's basically proto Q. I think. Oh, we, we watched we watch that, watch that one. Oh, yeah. that one's really good. And then it turns out that it's uh, he's a child. He's a child. Yeah, that's a really good one. I really like that's that a real, one. That's a That's a good twist. Oh, wait, Sorry for that, the spoilers. Is that a twist? It's a twist at the end. I could think of another. Is that one with uh, Clint Howard ends with he's oh, a little kid too. He's not, he's not a godlike entity. He's yeah, just I know. But a, what I'm he saying was is, he was, is are the, he was. It was a pleasure testing you, testing us. I see. He a was. Te- a that's test. a cor- Corbin Corbinite uh, maneuver. maneuver yeah. oh, but uh, I, I've got a question. Incredible. How yeah. many episodes are there? Two episodes where the twist is that it was a child. Or is there uh is there Okay, more? all right. We don't know that he, he's a child for his race. We don't know that. Maybe that's what they just look like. All right, he's a child, all right. He's a human he's a child. child. He's a child. <laughs> all right, fine. Then at least two episodes end with Child uh Charlie X. Charlie X godlike kind of, yeah. being. Well it's funny because uh, Arena, it was a godlike being that, that sent them arena, there yeah. to, to make made them fight. fight. Yep, yep. And then there's the, the the episode where they go down to the planet where once you hit like 12 you you die so it's a planet full of kids. Mhm. And then there's one was where Was the twist at the end of that that they were all secretly adults? No, but there's there's an episode <laughs> where um, there's an episode where there's a godlike being who tells all the kids to kill all the parents. <laughs> that one's really dark. That sounds rad. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That sounds really cool. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Damn. Um and I think there's even a point in that episode, and I, I might be wrong, but basically McCoy's like, if they don't mourn for their parents, they'll die. As a medical officer, I must warn you that unless the normal grief is tapped and released from these children, you are treading dangerously. Dr. McCoy, is he a good doctor? 
Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, like they retro. They um. They, I mean, they retroactively. Everybody make is him... the best doctor, and every like Kirk is the best captain, and like Spock is the best like first. Uh, you know, I'm noticing. Yeah. Uh, your tone of voice it seems to be a little dismissive of this. Wow. Wow. I just like it when. <laughs> Yeah. I I just you know, so I'm Kirk saying, is not the best captain in Starfleet history. What's this all about? Wow. Yeah, obviously wow. the best one was Archer. Um, I see your but, true <laughs> colors wow, you might be right there. But but what I'm saying though <laughs> is that he's a dopey dog face. And and going back <laughs> when when they go back face. to TOS, and this is true yeah. of like any any uh, show that come or like comic book or book or any, like well, Doctor Who did it right. That's like another big example. Yeah, so it's like when. When they go back to uh, when they they talk about like these characters that the writers were children when they wrote or uh, when the show first started, mm-hmm. so like in TNG, uh, it's no long like Kirk is like he's a great captain and the Enterprise is the flagship. I'm yeah. pretty sure is that established yeah, yeah. that it's the flag, but it. And I, I guess this happens in the movies. They they make him mm-hmm. that, but they they retroactively like it's like Kirk was the greatest captain, uh, McCoy uh-huh. was the greatest doctor. Yeah, like they're yeah. all, and that's and yeah, and that that happens with uh, in in Doctor Who. Like in the original uh, Doctor Who, uh, the Doctor is like just some jackass uh-huh. that like fucks around with people, and that's it. Yeah. And then, like, in the new series, he's, like, the most important figure in the entire universe. <laughs> and it's, like, and it's because it's written by people that were, like, Reverential five and yeah. six and seven uh-huh. watching it. And they're, like, oh, I, he's still incredible to me. It's yeah. kind of like what they do with, like, Darth Vader and, and the Star, Star Wars yeah, prequels. Like, exactly. He's, like, he's the most important figure. It's, like, he's not really... He but was important, but like he was the important, whole but thing, not like. But he was just he was just like story. an iconic villain to the yeah, audience. Yeah. But like yeah, and so um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, like in. Uh, I'm a new okay f- with Star yeah. Trek doing it though. Like it's it's as long as it doesn't go too far. Like I, I'm okay with them. They keep a pretty uh, respectful distance. Yeah, from they the keep original a pretty loose yeah, on it. Stuff, like, they, so they don't yeah. they don't get too over the top with it. Um, but in the the movies, uh, they're all well, not really. No, the they're, movies, they're, they're, that's different. The, I'm, yeah, I'm well, thinking of something different. Like, the movies are all pretty self-contained too. It's they yeah. save the planet, but, that, but whatever. That would be so. So the movies are where the tone really changed. So we. we well, we I, I was like, I was when I said the movies, I meant um uh, the JJ movies. Oh, the JJ movies. I'm sorry. Uh, um, yeah. Well, what I mean what, for the original series movies, and we'll get into that mm-hmm. like just very briefly. Those I think were what changed the tone right of the Star Trek in general, like because the tone of it. Really was just that kind of. It wasn't all campy, but it was that there was that campier vibe. Yeah, to I mean, it. I would say original that colorful series, '60s vibe. The original series is like an episodic space adventure show for kids. Yeah, first and foremost, I think it's a show for children mm-hmm. or, or was young it, people. Was it aimed entirely? At, I, you at, know, at children, I would say or that was it like because there were other like kind of science fiction anthology shows, yeah. like uh, like Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone, uh, and stuff like that, and I. I like I'm sure that it kind of was for kids. To me, I see that but, as. Uh, to me, I see uh, there's the bright colors, the really easy characters, and at the end of the episode, it basically resets. I and see everyone that, laughs at Spock. So Spock says something funny, and everyone yeah, laughs. everyone like I'd say that. In, and then it, in when a it bunch came of, back, it was a cartoon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when it came back, it was a cartoon. That's a good point. So I would say that ben. it it's uh, <laughs> it's, basically, <laughs> it's basically yeah I, I'd say it. 
primarily was it functioned as a kid show. That's not to insult it in any way, but yeah. Um, but then you do like the first Star Trek movie. I haven't seen the first Star Trek movie. I think I Ben's really the only one here that's seen it. Yeah, and yeah. I fell asleep in the the back half, so <laughs> I actually haven't seen all of it. Wow. <laughs> but that was. Yikes. But I mean, you can you can vouch for this. I guess the tone is much more. It's less campy and more. Oh yeah, it's very. It's very, entirely self serious. Very serious. Yeah, but sci-fi. then but then the second one comes and then it's very pulpy. But still, yeah. Wrath of Khan is still very like it's serious. But, but it's very dark. Ronberry isn't in, and well, in Ronberry wasn't. So let's 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 uh, uh, loop back to the TV show for a little bit. Okay. Um. So Ronberry is uh off, like uh, he's he's fired at the end of season two, correct? Or he's not involved. He's not involved with the third season. I'm is that true? Sure. I didn't. Know pretty that, sure he actually. is. That's why. Like I'm pretty sure that's why the third season's so weird. <laughs> I just thought it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's why, like, yeah, that's why I like, it was bad I'm, I'm pretty was sure bad. that uh, at least his role was reduced in the, mm-hmm. the third season. Okay. I don't think Gene Kuhn was uh, producing, I think it was mm-hmm. someone else in the, yeah. the third uh, sure. season. Sure, I, I, yeah, I think but so. But again, I do frequently fabricate uh, things for this podcast. So. That's true. <laughs> and we'll just know to cut this out if it's not true. No, we'll leave wow. it in. We'll leave it in. Wow. Warts, warts and all. Wow. Anyway, so, all right, so actually, uh, earlier we were talking about uh, uh, the characters, and they were all, like, these, outside the the main three, mm-hmm. they're either, uh, we've they're got so, the recurring cast, and they're all, like, uh, extremely one-dimensional, mm-hmm. and then we have a bunch of, like, just kind of ensigns and lieutenants and scientists that, like, show up to, in one, maybe two episodes yeah. uh, that exist only to service the plot. Uh-huh. Yes. Sometimes uh, to often make women, the other people look great. Yes. Yeah. Like Kirk has his contemporaries, and they're all terrible captains. Oh, yeah. They're cowards. That's something they carried and... over to uh, TNG, uh, except they made it admirals. It's, yeah, uh, admirals, yeah. <laughs> the oh, high, the higher-ups are like a trouble with tribbles, like that higher-up dude who's just like a oh. snooty jerk. <laughs> and, he's, and Kirk is like, I don't care. Uh, but, yeah, so like the, the, the tone is... With the movies is much more serious, like because even you brought up Wrath of Khan. As it, Wrath of Khan is pulpy, but it's also very it's it's also pretty dark. It it's not um you know like they they get hit by a phaser and like I wouldn't really show bloody an like, eight year old Wrath of Khan. No, it's a dark movie. It's, but it's, I'd, it's I'd show an eight year old. I guess we'd be uh, uh, different parents. You know, trouble um, with tribbles. But that's the tone, and that that tone is there even when they do Star Trek Four, which is obviously a little more fun. That that, that one is still it has that same tone. So then. Those movies lead to TNG. Those movies lead to new stuff. Yeah, I mean, I would honestly say that TNG comes out of the the TOS movies more than TOS. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that was the point he was just making. Exactly. Oh, sure. um, That's what I meant, yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I oh, think yeah. Pay attention when, to what I'm saying. I'm sorry, I'm thi- drunk. The Christ, thing is, is that when TNG tried to be TOS... It was not good. because yeah, it did. The first couple seasons, which we have memorably <laughs> talked about on this very program, uh, the first two seasons of, uh, especially the first season of TNG, oof, like they, they go for, they try to do that because well, Roddenberry was involved. They, they remake, uh, well, he was involved until he died. Yeah, um, exactly, but, yeah. But he was more, even when he was alive, like Yeah, I feel like end, he, he kind of petered out. He, he yeah. definitely petered out. But like the first season especially, like he wrote, he wrote, he co-wrote the pilot, pilot with DC Fontana and everything. Yeah. So they're definitely going for they're they're obviously living in the shadow of the old show. Yeah, they're definitely going for that vibe, but it immediately feels weird because I, it's the '80s instead of the '60s. Well, I I want to talk about so you're tying. Well, first off, you didn't answer my question, Steve, which is what was the best? Oh, wow. uh, Steve, yeah, I'm yeah, putting I, him on the hot on wow. the hot plate. Wow, um, you're not gonna like my answer. Wow, what's the this best godlike MSNBC? entity uh, episode? 
I'm going to say my favorite godlike entity episode is Cat's Paw. <laughs> Which I just dismissed oh. as a bad yeah. episode. Wow. Why? That's yeah. wow. so stupid. <laughs> Everyone. This and is, then the reveal at the end. Uh, have you seen Cat's Paw? I have not seen I'm not, gonna, I'm not I'm not going to spoil, spoil it. You can spoil, you can spoil it. I don't give a All shit. All right, fine. It turns out that they're just these two little fuzzy caterpillars. <laughs> And you can like see the strings of them just, moving this little applause caterpillar. into the mic. I just need some applause into the mic right now. Just a clap. So this whole thing, they have this whole haunted house, and, and Spock's like curious that they're drawing from human horror, and then <laughs> something is not right about this. Oh, and then it Jesus. turns out that these like witches and sorcerers are just these two little caterpillars. It's always like. <laughs> Can they it really, just be, can't it just be like a witch or something? Can't it just be exactly what you would expect it to be? It's a little be? caterpillar, and you see the little strings, and it's moving around. And it, Spock's uh, like, oh, whoa, look at this. In, in the corny, in those like kind of cornier episodes, it, it seems like it, there's a competition. <laughs> like, oh, they gracious. all have, like, those kind of twists yeah. at the end. They, they And... and I, I can't. I don't think, think there's that a straight the, the other up. shows. Yeah. Often did like if they were gonna do a twist, it would yeah. be like, oh no, it was a Borg in that house. Um, they didn't. There's not but, too many last minute twists. I don't think in a lot of episodes. Yeah. I, th- I think the twist would maybe come halfway through, and then you have to deal with it. Yeah. In TOS, it's just uh-huh. at the end. It's like, oh, gotcha. well, I guess it was a caterpillar. Whatever. Um, but I think what, like isn't um, space weird is the, the message. What I think TNG because TNG really set the tone I think for the rest of the series yes. from then on. So I think TNG uh, eventually moved away from doing because um, they, they definitely had the idealism, mm-hmm. but uh, the, the yes. cornier, dumber stuff wasn't really working. Yeah, and, and like it, it honestly feels like they became aware of the universe they were in, and they're mm-hmm. like, all right. Well, here's a map. This is where the Romulans are. This is where the Klingons are. This is a whole show Bible about the Klingon history. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whereas before, it's just like, hey, uh, it's a bunch of guys in red smocks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're bad guys. Oh, let's talk about money briefly. Uh, yeah. Because uh, like, there's money in it. Because I, when they did original series, that was just a shoestring budget. Oh, that kind of money. I, yeah, I, I thought think, you were going to talk no, about uh, They have money in TOS, I'm pretty sure. I think they get paid to be there. Yeah, they get paid. No, 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 no. Not, I'm not I know the about, actors did. I'm not talking about every money series. in Trek. I'm talking about, like, there was not enough money to make the Klingons look like aliens. Right, There was right, not right. enough money to give they them all of a, the costumes. In, be, in uh, A Taste of the Action or whatever. Yeah, they, they, one of them one has, One of like them a just good doesn't even them. have a costume because they couldn't afford it. <laughs> they shoot episodes on the back lot. It's like, I guess we're doing a cowboy episode because we have it. Um and then the movies happen, and they're fucking money makers. Yeah. yeah. And then next gen comes around, and it's like, and well, the movies I guess, all look, look yeah. good. The movies look good. And the movies look good, and it's like, well, I guess uh, now the Klingons have these ridges, and I guess now the Romulans have these incredible ships, and it's like, well, the Romulan right. uh, uniform remains the same, though. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah. Similarly, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, they, it's well, similarly they have that weird terrible. pattern. Costume, yeah, yeah that's a very they, distinctive like '60s co- like kind yeah. of costume, which which I, which I like. I, I like it. it has like a very has a very distinctive look. Yeah, uh, it looks very old fashioned. So yeah, sorry for the tension, but yes, yeah, so we get into the movies make a lot of money, and now next gen starts, and they have mm-hmm. money to spend on costumes and special effects and stuff. Here's here's one actually that I think is interesting because we were talking about Kirk earlier, but just the difference in tone with captains. 
Obviously, mm-hmm. there was a big comparison between Picard and Kirk, but we're also talking about new Trek in general. So you bring mm-hmm. in Cisco and and uh, Janeway and and whatever, Archer. whatever Archer uh, and and Archer and oh. Dummy Face Ar- Ar- uh, Archer Archer <laughs> wow. uh, Archer Archer uh, T- Jonathan. Archer. Uh, but so so <laughs> the difference. Let's talk about what's the difference between basically yeah. all of these new captains compared to Kirk. And I, you know, I don't think the differences are as uh, pronounced as a lot of people like to say, but there are obviously differences. I would say per, for me personally, yeah. going back and watching uh, TOS, the big difference is that kind of like Starfleet, Starfleet's orders are kind of less important in original series, I think. I agree. Yeah, they're just kind of hanging out. They're just kind of like, it's just kind of like these suits are telling me what to do, but I'm not, I'm just doing whatever I want. <laughs> uh, like Kirk, like... And I chain don't of think command is, is very important to Picard. Yeah. Oh, to Picard, it's like like it's like there's if you an episode break that. There's it's, an episode I, I just watched offense. a TOS episode. I watched Balance of Terror, and they're uh-huh. like, we don't, we shouldn't be going after these guys. And Kirk's like, I'm doing it anyway. Because, because and at think, the very end of the episode, after they have <laughs> saved the day, yeah. Uh, uh, what's her name? Ensign Rand comes in and she's like, well, we just got... Yeoman just heard, Rand. Or Yeoman Rand. We just heard from Starfleet and they said, do whatever you want. And it's like, <laughs> all right. There's oh, a, well, that, that's uh, another yeah. thing in uh, TOS mm-hmm. is that uh, the uh, conversations are not instantaneous. Like, yeah. uh, they, they make it, it kind takes of some clear time, yeah. that it takes a while to get messages back to Earth. They don't mm-hmm. go to Earth Really at all in TOS? Do, do they ever have an episode where they're like, "Let's just see, let's go back to San well, Francisco"? What was uh, that one that was? Uh, they go that, back they in tried, time. They tried, a couple times. Yeah. To Earth. But, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that that kind of counts. But, yeah, kind but, of. But they don't, uh, what they about don't see we don't see Earth. Mo- we don't see contemporary Earth? But yeah, we do see Until like movies. Ni- nineteen. Movies, yeah. yeah, we do. And then uh, yeah, and then there's also the like. The spinoff that Ron Barry was trying yeah, to yeah, do, yeah. but that's in contemporary to yeah. when they shot it. Mm-hmm. Not um, you don't see Federation you era. Don't see Earth. It, yeah, but uh, it, th- I think with the the way Kirk was in those episodes, because obviously we were saying that it was kind of it was like a Western in space. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just in that. I think it's just in that tradition. He's where blazing it's just a like, path. He's blazing a path. He's mm-hmm. doing what he wants. Like there's that episode. The episode I always like to cite that yeah. I love uh, is the one. I forget what it's called, but it's yeah. the one where it's the planet where they have like the. Uh, the computers are waging the war for them. And Kirk gets to this planet. And, like, okay, for example, if this was Picard or Cisco or whatever, probably Cisco would probably do the same thing, I imagine. Cisco, um, no, no, Cisco no, no. is we'll actually Cisco more of a. Hermit. Okay, Cisco is a little more of a. Right. I, I haven't we'll watched as much Cisco DS9. Okay, if this Picard. was Picard, if this yeah. was Picard, Picard would uh, be very upset. Uh, he would try to make change happen, but, like, if it didn't work out, he would just be like, we need to leave them alone. You know, after. But Kirk, he's like, nah, uh. And he pulls out his phaser and he blows up all their machines. And he's like, deal with it now. <laughs> now you actually have to fight each other. Do you realize what you have done? Yes, I do. I've given you back the horrors of war. The Vendicans will now assume that you've broken your agreement and that you're preparing to wage real war with real weapons. They'll want to do the same. Only the next attack they launch will do a lot more than just count up numbers on a computer. They'll destroy your cities, devastate your planet. You, of course, will want to retaliate. If I were you, I'd start making bombs. Yes, Councilman, you have a real war on your hands. And then he leaves! And then he's like, goodbye! And he's like, deal with it! And then it's like, Irresponsible, that's not... Irresponsible uh, work like that is what led to 
uh, a piece of the action planet happening. Yeah, well, someone left a book behind. I was—I got to be honest. I thought, like, when I was watching some first getting into TOS, I didn't think the Prime Directive was a thing yet. Like, it I wasn't. honestly thought, but no, it was. Well, they, they a, get to it. There's an episode where it's they mention it. Right, it's not right off. Though. I think, but I think it was probably before the one where he oh, blows yeah. up all the oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. There's a there's an episode where they're like, um, like some captain is acting weird, and they're like, I can't believe he would do it. The Prime Directive is so important to him, and it's like, what? I was like, what? <laughs> To, to, to every Starfleet captain, the, the prime, the what prime directive? Not you went out to this planet and just blew everything up. Kirk has no, he doesn't live by but, any rule. Kirk, like, well, no, well, wow. Kirk has a personal moral compass, yes. which all the captains yeah. do. Yes. No. but Kirk's moral compass uh, subsumes everything else. No, and here's the thing: I think, and Kirk it's always right. Is oh, of course it's always I, right. I think Kirk is for the most part like a responsible captain. I yes. think he's a good captain. And I think he does. He's a good member of Starfleet. Um, I know he like he he is. It's but he very he will do things his own way no matter yeah. what. Like he's very like he he's I think he is like he treats his crew right. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's I think he does the right thing for the most part. I think that's a good I think that's a good distinction between the other series though because Starfleet. As a character, Starfleet as a thing mm-hmm. doesn't really exist in Star Trek, the original series. The original series. Yeah. I mean, obviously it does. They're members of Starfleet, but they don't go. They don't see too many admirals. Mm-hmm. They don't really correspond with them that much. No, they just they're in deep space and they do whatever they want. That's another basically. thing that happens in the movies. And then and then Starfleet becomes the thing in the movies. Mm-hmm. Then in Next Gen, there's constantly Next Gen admirals is a big, coming around. Starfleet is a big thing in, in Next DS9, Gen. DS9, they're they're constantly in touch with with uh, Starfleet. Yeah. To to kind of set this up. Mm-hmm. And Voyager, they're not. They're not. But then they, but they don't they, take advantage of but, that but, because but, Voyager kind of But no, but then sucks. they're not. And then in later seasons. Thanks to the hard work of Barclay, <laughs> uh, they end up getting in touch oh, fuck with Starfleet. Seriously, what oh, a boy. terrible show! Uh, Barclay yeah. brought him back. Yeah, we they had a did. whole episode about Voyager, and you said some of the episodes were good. I remember some of the episodes were pretty good. Yeah, oh, I remember listening to that. Wow, that's I'm just true. throwing that in the trash, huh? Oh. I've, uh, I'm, I'm really on trial here on my own podcast. Yes, yes. I've Good watched. Uh, I should throw you out on your pod. I haven't, I haven't really seen any Voyagers, so I don't really. Have I, I I've been working through the first season. And okay. Actually, I, I I'm up to the second, and it, uh, you know what? It, how's it going? Uh, it's very hard. To watch. All right, differences yeah, in TNG between TOS. Uh, apart the tone and tone, general. um, the characterization, the continuity, the, the characterization. Character is the thing about the TNG's cast, and this yeah. is actually true. I think for a lot of later Star Trek, is that the characters don't have that same like kind of like I don't want to say one note, but like very like. This is their prescribed role. No, I, I, I'm they with do you. have it a little bit. I'd say the most. I'm absolutely with you there. But you have like Jordy, uh, you have Riker, you have uh, Picard. You these have, are full people. These are they are they are good. I think they're really good characters. Yeah. And I think they're they uh, have a lot of depth. But their their main character traits is that they're just responsible, good people <laughs> who do their job. One yeah. one uh, one main thing is that that uh, TOS set up is that every single show has a Spock. Yes. Uh, and uh, Spock, yeah. as determined by an outsider. Not human, uh, does not understand. I would say uh, that society, uh, TNG has that two. TNG has two. Has yeah, data. Has and data. Warp. Well, so with data, mm-hmm. it's the data is like a lot more friendly and mm-hmm. desperately wants mm-hmm. to. Yes. So that's his main difference between him. So he has the intelligence of and a he has Spock. A, he has a but thing. He he desperately wants to be human. And he whereas, says in an episode that he that he thinks Vulcans are too. 
uh, cold when yeah. he says that in an episode. He meets Spock. And he does meet Spock. All of then, our fan dreams came true that day. Wow, wow. They, wow. Like, they, that was, they, they had that scene with Spock and... I, I, yeah. They had to do and that it's scene, just like, and I'm glad they did. I like that no, scene I like, a lot. I like that scene, yeah. too, yeah. Anyway, uh, and then uh, and then yeah, you have Worf, and he's the the side of Spock, which is he's alien. He's very alien, mm-hmm. and he holds. He will always view everything through the prism. He doesn't want to be too human. His race, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, then you go to and then after that, it was just like, well, every show has to have Spock. Mm-hmm. So it's like in DS Nine. You have Odo. Mm-hmm. Odo's very close to Spock yep. mm-hmm. in, in some uh, ways. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in Voyager. Who's it for yeah. Voyager? Uh, it would be uh, the uh, holographic yes. doctor. Oh, you think it's the oh, doctor? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know much about Voyager. I don't know I enough. Mean, I don't know enough to say, honestly. Uh, like, I, it, it could... Because they don't they do stuff also about like, the nature Bellana, of being a hologram and stuff. Uh, which and, would be, like, so Bellana would also... Uh, qualify. Yeah. What about that a in Enterprise? What would Enterprise? Enterprise would be to Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was also. It was a just a Vulcan. Or it could. Yeah. I mean, it could also be Flocks? No, no, no. I'm saying in, in Voyager it could oh, be Tuvok, yeah. but I mean Tuvok and uh, Janeway's relationship was a lot more. They were old. Yeah, friends. I feel like. I, I feel like. Uh, I think that the holographic Doctor and Bolana yeah. would probably fit that. Uh, so TNG has uh, Maybe really full characters versus like Scotty's a good engineer and he yeah. drinks. Yep. Yeah. Has they have more? They're more like responsible people who are. And uh, TNG good at their has job. A, a, a tighter continuity, not a huge, not a really focused continuity, but tight. Definitely tighter than TOS. They make it. They gets pretty tight by the end of the show, yeah. especially like they really like make it very uh, consistent. And um, better special effects, better makeup. Well, they have ILM mm-hmm. uh, do. Encounter at Firepoint. Oh. Like, the later, st- like, after that point, they don't have ILM, but ILM did a lot of the effects for Firepoint. And they do, um, they're more, it's a little more thoughtful in that mm-hmm. they do more, uh, uh, character shows. Like, they, yeah, they start yeah. doing, because they do that episode, um, Family. They do that episode. And it's where just you meet everyone. D- well, Ron all- Barry hated that episode. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, wow. Um, that's really yeah, interesting. It's one of the best episodes That's of a really TNG, great episode. But- well, because th- that episode doesn't have a, um, like, because even there, they, they did certain episodes that are very character focused, but then they would still kind of put in like a Star Trek thing in yeah. the episode, like, oh no, there's an alien that we have to stop. Also, there's this character thing. But for that episode, it's just a character episode. It's yeah. an episode where nothing Star Trek y happens. It's just that Picard visits his family, Worf's parents are visiting, Wesley well, sees you know, the thing. Well, uh, you know, that happens, uh, like, of course there's more, like, this This is different, but uh, we get that of any of the, the characters, we get the most, uh, in TOS, probably the most kind of backstory and the most extra characters from their past mm-hmm. for Spock. It because we Spock, have yeah. a mock time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. We have... Uh, the, Journey the, to Babel. Yeah, Journey to, Journey Babel. to Babel. That's the one way that introduces his, Sarek, right? His father. His daddy. Yeah. And who, his mommy. Yeah, and and <laughs> Sarek is in that uh, episode. Then he's Amanda in Greystone is movies, mommy. And then he's yeah. in uh, <laughs> TNG. Like, he, that character. And so we get probably the most... We have most, nothing. We meet Kirk's dead brother. In yeah. one episode, and it's what? played by William Shatner with a, with a mustache. What? Yeah. <laughs> Don't know this one. 
Yeah, it's uh, oh, Operation Annihilate. They go down to this planet, and it's like, oh, no, these, like, giant And you had never germs. heard of his brother before. And no, it's like, we oh, never no, did. my brother that no one it's knows It's like, oh, my brother about. and my nephews, like, I have a whole family. What? And he goes down, they're all dead. <laughs> and he turns over, it's this phenomenal shot where he turns over the dead body, and it's just Shatner lying oh, dead wow. on the ground. What was his brother's name? Uh, Buddy? <laughs> Buddy he's, Kirk. He's um, I forgot George. I think it's George. Wow. George um, they couldn't get another actor to play his brother. <laughs> like, do they? Are they twins? Like, what the hell? No. He's Why would you work really hard to get someone that's not going to act to play a dead body? Like, just, you know, just, you can just you hey, fuck it, just put much. a mustache on him. <laughs> I'm on their side. I'm on their side. 100% we get a little bit of Kirk's weird. backstory over the course of a couple episodes where it's like he used to do this. His brothers do don't this. look exactly the same. Uh, have you seen my little brother? He looks exactly like me. Yeah, he looks, Except he, does, he has he a mustache. Like oh, wow. Yeah, he has you're a right. Mustache, That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, but when he has that shaved, uh, yeah. we look exactly the same. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Full of crusties. Um, let's talk about we, we could we could loop back around. Let's talk about like some things that are similar. Let's talk about things. Yeah, we, ha- we haven't even touched DS Nine and Voyager. No, of course, but no, like, like I touched them. But no, like I think we can find <laughs> I more. Touched those shows. I touched them. We don't. We touched them. I touched. Well, I think we, we haven't touched touched Cisco. Enough, I, I feel Cisco's like Cisco. Yeah, let's talk about similarities. Cisco. Yeah, yeah. Cisco is very much a Kirk character in that mm-hmm. he he is left alone in kind of a crummy situation. So Starfleet doesn't. You're, come you're not that too far. In DS9. I'm only like I'm still like season so two. So once, well, the thing is, an important like he gets, he takes action a little uh, more right? when a little later on, when yeah. the new like starting in like the the around the third season, a bunch of like writers uh, from like TNG and other writers come in, and uh, like they're kind of more TOS fans, and okay. they're like, let's take this show in other. Uh, like let's let's do stuff that we weren't able to do on TNG with this. Okay, and so Cisco gets he always had like because he has a sad uh, backstory. He always had a hard edge, and mm-hmm. then they just kind of he's he's willing to do things that are not entirely on the uh, Federation level, right? Uh, yeah. If he believes that it is the correct, which is of course when Kirk does it, it's charming. Yeah, and when Cisco does it, it's just like. Kind of dark, like oh, it's, yeah, it's very oh, dark. Oh, he's doing well. It's oh, in like no, a different, Kirk's like because I guess eh, it's whatever because it's like in a different place because yeah, you know, yeah. it's in the nineties. It's in it's after you had TNG because I think TNG established post Monica Gate. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Wow, wow. I, I, I don't, I don't think it was. Yeah, I, I think it was probably before that. that. But uh, well, TNG kind of established that if you do stuff like that, it is actually yeah. outside of like what you're supposed to be yeah. doing. So I think it, it gives it more impact with that. But yeah, like I, I'm in season two, so it feels. I wouldn't say Cisco is Picard. They haven't quite but found Cisco's he's a little, voice yet. Yeah, he's a point. little more um, of just like a good. He's not he's a captain. He's a good yet. guy. He's like a yeah, commander. he's just kind of a good guy. But he's just like a good dude. He like yeah, trying he, to, he loves uh, his son and he loves his son, which, which is great. great. I mean, which it's fantastic. Great. It's phenomenal. Uh, and he so loves baseball. He loves, he loves baseball. baseball. So I'm uh, I'm excited to see the uh, and I Voyager think also for Voyager. Voyager feels like they initially tried to make it more TOS. It's a TOS premise. Yeah, because. They they can't interact with Starfleet as mentioned earlier, and it's just like every week they there's some brand new like it's not. They basically they're, say they're not mucked down by any of the continuity of Star Trek. Yeah, it's like there's the, no it's a hard reboot. It's yep. like there's no one here that we've ever met before. That's a really cool idea. 
Like they, they could do so much. With it that. is a great idea. And well, and, fuck and, you, Tim, well, no, for coming and, on and defending it. Tim. And uh, well, the thing is, is as I said, I've been watching a fair amount of it recently. Is uh, that like yeah? There's a lot of episodes where it's like you know they go to like a planet and there's like just some weird guy going on and there you know it's like. <laughs> Well, we really need like this mineral from your planet, so we can, you know, get or like if we go through your star system, we'll be able to get uh, home yeah, yeah, yeah. point two light years sooner. And yeah. uh, you know, of course, it's some like there's some sort of weird issue with them, and so that that happens. It's just I think like uh, they they don't the the magic of TOS yeah is uh. Uh, here's a big difference. Yeah, is that the, the shows, the new uh, generation of shows, uh, are essentially mass ensemble shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and yeah, absolutely. TOS is, is not a three man show, show with supporting characters. Sometimes, often two. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. Sometimes um, there's just Kirk episode, like where Spock yeah. he kind of gets his counsel. No, I, I gotta disagree. But there, there's I gotta disagree. episodes I think... with where McCoy plays a very small role. Yeah, but you could always tell he's there. That he doesn't let Spock get away with much. But like in the earlier going, like you know, like McCoy is in the opening hear credits that? until the third season. Did you hear that um uh Roddenberry didn't like the that McCoy didn't like Spock? Nope. Until until <laughs> the, he was like, Everyone should be friends with each other and That's then funny. and then the writers were like, Yeah, but this is this is too good to pass up, giant, and yeah, this is like all right. But yeah, it's, and the thing is though is that oh, wow. so at least they're all Runberry initially. Sucks, huh? uh, well, you know, out. guys, let's stop talking about uh, this garbage show. Yeah, and let's talk about space above and beyond. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I don't know what that even is. Let's talk about Earth Two. Um, oh no, let's let's. T- <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> anyway, but but the thing is though, and actually that ends up happening on Voyager and certainly on Enterprise. Like Voyager. Towards the end, it becomes a show where it's like, oh, our most interesting characters are Seven of Nine and the Holographic Doctor. Yeah. So it's like Janeway, the Holographic Doctor, and Seven of Nine do mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Uh, and then, especially on Enterprise, uh, I would argue uh, by the fourth season, definitely by by the fourth season, Steve, that it's Archer to pull and uh, Tucker. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, trip. Well, yeah, and then you get and they the, have the other characters, and then you get the but, writers who just were like, "We're just doing a straight up TOS uh, at this point." Yeah, we're gonna do an homage to TOS. This is what our show is now. Yeah, and that is when the show is at its best. Yep, really. So yeah, and they don't really and TNG and DS Nine they don't really do that really. They, they the, more D, uh, TNG and DS Nine I feel like are one hundred percent ensembles and they work mm-hmm. really hard to make sure that like, I, yeah, I feel they like they, they're all they represented pretty, put, pretty strongly. I think that's one of the the best things about TNG is that they actually put a lot of distance between the universes. They they don't really talk about TOS that much in TNG. Maybe a five six. Well, they were times. they were kind of. Um, it, it was it was a smart they because the story is that so in um, TNG they did uh, the Naked Now and that episode is garbage. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a remake of Ugh. the the Naked, Naked Time, Time a TOS which episode, is great. and they they redid it and it was garbage and everyone knew it mm-hmm. like yeah. it was horrible. Mm-hmm. And so on seeing that and seeing like the horrible negative uh, reaction to it. Uh, they just had a, a complete pull in the opposite direction, yeah. which is where great. like like Berman and some of the other like 
uh, staff were just like, no more. Like, yeah. And it was a big deal because you don't see Sarek until the fourth season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's the first, like, that's the next big, like... That's true. It's kind of uh, like how Sam didn't come on Frasier until season three. Well, yeah, but you see the other characters... Um, and to to bring it back to Doctor Who, it's the same thing. They yeah. don't uh, they don't do uh, like the first season. They avoid a lot of like kind of continuity references. Right. Yeah, and then it's not until like years later that they start when it's like ah fuck everyone's gonna watch the show anyway. Yeah, so it's <laughs> like we can talk about all the stuff. But like I think fans boners. Uh, yeah, I think what TNG did, and I think this is because this is I, I want to bring it back to the similarities because I, I yeah. think this is actually a strong one. When I went back and watched some TOS, because obviously there were some episodes that feel like totally you couldn't do it in the TNG or Deep Space Nine or anything, but. Uh, I think what TNG probably actually did when you watch some TOS ones is that it didn't necessarily go away from the original series when it got more serious. No. Because you watch uh, – there are some episodes of uh, original series that are very serious. Absolutely. That yep. very much are the ex- in the exact same tone, and they're great. Like, yeah. Ba- uh, when I, when I first terror. saw Balance of Terror, I'm like, this is like a TNG episode. It's like a TNG yeah. could um, be a DS9 script. When I saw the Court yeah. Martial, the episode yep. Court Martial, yep. that one is like almost beat for beat, very similar to Measure of a Man. Yeah. Uh, like I watch it, and I'm just like, oh, this is like all the same kind of beats, but it's really good. It's like this is a serious subject. It's the- like kind of treat it in the same way. Um, I think that TOS tone is, is the, I think the direction they took it. I think they just yeah, took it in a different direction. And like I think that. this is one of the reasons that a lot of Star Trek fans don't like the the new J.J. Abrams movies that mm-hmm. much because there is a lot of depth to the original series. There, oh there, yeah, there's totally. a it's campy, yes, it's silly, absolutely. But then there are these moments of like clarity when they where, do take it seriously. Yeah. it's like really good drama, and it is, and it's, like and it's very, not. Very it's not a fluke. It's people well, that it know could, what they're doing. What's great about it is it can be all of those things, and, and, and exactly, it can be yeah. cheesy, and mm-hmm. it like the same. And it's it's not like I can see in the original series an episode that's really silly, like Cat's Paw sitting next <laughs> to something like uh, Balance of Terror, like the. There's no, I won't kill him. <laughs> I just no, I won't kill him. Drop the, hear drop me. That line hear this. Here. Hear me. The, hear this. You know what though? I'm starting to realize though, yeah. uh, in this conversation, that every um, new like next generation verse mm. series, yeah, started trying to be the original series. Yeah, and that's because like if you look at it, almost every first season Deep has Deep Space Nine as an episode that 100% Was that, could uh, be Dax? A, no, well uh that is written by DC Fontana. That's yeah. her last script uh yeah. for it. But no, I was just thinking because we were talking about the twists earlier yeah. and stuff like that. There's an episode in the first season. There are two, but there's one that's really TOSy in the first season of DS9. Oh boy! And that is oh boy, move along home. Oh, no. oh and move along geez, home. That one has oh, a original oh, series yeah, right. style I twist. Know that's, yeah, At the end, true. it was all a game. <laughs> no, it, it was just a game. Oh, it's just a game. They did that exactly on Ooh, uh, on that episode Shore Leave in TOS so, where. They go down to a planet and like there there are tigers for people to fight and McCoy gets shot by like a cowboy and he dies and then they're like McCoy's fucking dead and then at the end of the episode is like oh no we were just playing with you it's like yeah. it's like so okay so and you see all the main characters die yeah and like Quark is like oh no it's it like, was me I caused all their deaths and the happened. guy goes. Of course they didn't die. It was just a game. It's like, okay, so everything that happened in this whole episode was worthless. So, like, basically everything that happened was, was we all watched this. There were no stakes. 
and nothing happened. So let's just move on. Forget that that happened. It works in the 60s, but it in the 90s, in the 60s, it's, it's like, we are like, oh, done. No. It's like, Put no. on some Nirvana, so please. No, no, no. I need some the, Pearl Jam. And the thing is, is that <laughs> in a post-grunge world, and then DS9 has another... TOS style episode, yeah. uh, which is, um, <laughs> I forget the name of it, but it's the one with fucking Rumpelstiltskin. <laughs> what are you? Well, surely you must know. We're just telling the little one all about me. I know what you look like, but you're not. Ah, don't say it. I don't like the sound of it, you know. I know that one! What the hell was that one? I remember when that started up. I'm just like, what the hell is going on? And it's, it's like all like these whimsical like characters. child's and... imagination was yeah, coming to life or yeah, something. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is and, this? And the thing is, is oh, that... Oh, Lord. All of, like, so uh, TNG, like, the first, uh, the first season has, like, the naked uh, now well, and then a couple Q. other, yeah. Q and is Q. a TOS character. Q is, like, a TOS character that's coming oh, to visit. Q is very like, much like a, a Q is, like, TOS. your uncle that comes by and it's like, yeah, I guess this is what we used to be like. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's uh, and Gene Roddenberry created that. Him, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so. then uh, DS9. And John Delancey was playing it like um, the actor who did Squire Squire Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, like, Voyager, like, there's aspects of it. Yeah. And then, and then uh, actually, in Enterprise, though, um, like, they kind of avoid the, the TOS-y kind of stuff. I'd say, and then, by the time, yeah. in, the like, the, the fourth season and kind of the better episodes yeah. of the third, mm-hmm. that's when, uh, like... The uh, Enterprise is like, what if we just did a show yeah, that, well, I that think... kind of had like a, a TNG uh, like era style like storytelling mm-hmm. with with a the TOS goofiness and, and the great. color and it's because great. there's a lot of color in the last season of it's Enterprise. True, yeah, uh, of well, like, you know what it is. a lot of subtle little things that mm-hmm. they did to evoke. Um, TOS more in the last season of I, Enterprise. You know, honestly, everyone should watch it. Yeah, I haven't yelled yet for this episode. Uh, you know what it is? Maybe Enterprise starts yeah. as a deconstruction of TOS, I feel. Oh, we'll go into it. Where Enterprise is like, well, Kirk was a great guy who just knew everything. Yeah. Archer is figuring it out and he gets he the shit beaten out of him and, exactly. all the time <laughs> and it's like the the enterprise and tos was the flagship of the fleet the enterprise and enterprise is kind of clunking around and then by the end it's like why are we just deconstructing it why don't we just fucking do it especially because <laughs> it's like uh with enterprise it was clearly so it was clear that the people writing it um, and like putting it together had a completely different show in mind than uh, UPN <laughs> and the people buying money because yeah. they were like, so Enterprise. Can, well, can so, we see her boobs? Yeah, can we have a, a boob or two? Um, I, I have not really. So, seen but Enterprise. so for can Enterprise, the, it's clear. Can they get naked more? Oh. <laughs> can the entire cast? Give everyone an erection except for one. You get one non-erection cast oh, member. Oh, that's ridiculous. John Billingsley is a very handsome man. <laughs> Who's, Who's listen, this? I'm sure he, you know, Doctor Flox. Anyway, but but uh, with Enterprise, Dr. the uh, there's so much of it oh, that uh, was clear was determined by like high up executives mm-hmm. at Paramount. Yeah, uh, because it's like they had like a Star Trekky style. Uh, like opening song that played, and then like they were like, no, we want it to be a little more oh, that, like that, for the kids. So they put song. in a beautiful song. Didn't they take it goes out a little Star something Trek from the title. Yeah, and I was about to. Yeah. So that first oh, off, boy. the song goes a little something like this. It's been a long road. 
getting from there to here It's been a long time But my time is finally near And I will see my dream come alive at last I will touch the sky And they're not gonna hold me down no more No, they're not gonna change my mind also, that song was written for Patch Adams, by the way. Uh, what? They yep. just had it Whoa. around. Wait a minute. It was Pause. written and not used. Pause the podcast. <laughs> it was Patch fucking Adams? It was written for Patch, the film Patch oh Adams. Oh, my God. And Wait, they was... didn't use it, and they had it around, and then they were wow. like, hey, you know, this would be Patch great Adams for the new Star Trek. <laughs> Patch Adams didn't want it. <laughs> Patch Adams. But anyway, so they took leftovers, sloppy seconds from Patch Adams, yeah. and then, uh, they, and then yeah, they removed Star Trek the from the, the title. Because that's a stigma. Wow. And then, but meanwhile, the, the writers were like, well, it, set, it takes place before, uh, like, all, like, TOS and all these other shows, so, like, let's make sure that, like, it has, like, direct references, etc., God, it was <laughs> what? What a fucking mess! I've I've never seen. I, I'm I'd be really it's a beautiful to watch mess it. though. I, I love Enterprise. Yeah, I, you you guys seem to really enjoy it, so I guess maybe I'll give I it a like shot. I like the last season. You know, a what? Lot. can we do I this? Like and all, I, I, I don't want to propose an idea for the podcast while Uh-oh. we're on the podcast. Yeah, but if we ever do an episode just just about Enterprise, just give yeah. me some episodes to watch, and we'll do an Enterprise. We gave show. you one. He didn't watch it. Well, yeah, I, 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 I watched like given, half of it. It was okay. I've given you one. Ready? What what is it? All of it. Oh. Wow! No, just give me, <laughs> just give me like start with, out, give watch, me like five. Watch start with broken, broken arrow, bow or yeah, broken, broken bow. arrow, broken arrow, All right. or, or broken bow, broken bow, yeah, broken because bow. It's, yeah, no, because he's right. Um, so yeah, broken bow, and just keep going. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, that that won't, anyway. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll, after we'll talk about it. But um, but yeah, so we're we're talking about you know similarities. So like yeah. that's that's all. So at some point, basically like. Every show kind of like had they a all, moment. They all dip back into the well to where start they kinda out. Where they dip it, where they give it a shot. Where and they then they all kind of in their own I think it's because every single time when they, they come back, like it's uh, Steve just down the last wow. Sean's whiskey, which yeah, he didn't touch. I couldn't do it. Um, I, I was I was rough for I me. finished. Don't look over at me. Yeah, mine was watered down um, and I couldn't do it. Anyway, but I think Adam what it finished. is. I just saw Adam's empty glass. <laughs> uh, I think an important thing is is that with so with uh, TNG, it was like they started out and then they figured out what their own path was mm-hmm. and they did it. And they did and it. Then, and then and then they start three more shows and each time it's like, but really, let's do Star Trek again. Yeah, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be interesting <laughs> if they, instead of doing original series, they were like, why don't we just do, redo Next Gen? That'd be interesting. Well, that's I mean that will happen that one day. There's a lo- I mean DS9. That's kind of like that. DS DS9 was doing a lot of TNG stuff early on. Yeah. You know, it's because like, that was that's also. I mean, TNG is also a really like. Well, it, and and Voyager too, right? Yeah. Didn't Voyager well, well, kind of really Voyager ends up being like uh, Voyager ends up being that by the uh, like around the middle to the end. Uh, some of the writers uh, were were trying to convince them to just be like, uh, what if they just found uh, like a space portal and end up uh, back in the Alta, Alpha oh, wow. Quadrant? So, and, and then just make it like TNG like, again. Yeah, it's just like, and then that Voyager just has like wow. adventures with Klingons. They might as well have just done that, right? Because <laughs> well, like, the, the problem is that they couldn't go back. Uh, they they could because of the Dominion War and then like, yeah. that oh, a, right, 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 right. Yeah, because DS9 was there. Oh, but, boy. But like, but like the thing about TNG, TNG is 
Um, not, obviously not as iconic as the original series, but just as revered uh, in a lot of ways. Absolutely. I'd say like, at, I think, this time, I at this point, now, I'd say, yep. yeah. If, yeah, absolutely. Because everyone that people watched think Star it Trek as is. kids, absolutely, yeah. everyone who watched it as kids are now, like, growing up. Mm-hmm. And so that's, like, uh, you know, like, Patrick Seary would have an incredible career no matter what. But, yeah. like, he's getting a lot, you know, a huge boost because everyone knows him as a Professor delightful – a uh, man that played uh, the psychic uh, head of X-Men. Ah, Logan. <laughs> ah. Would you like... <laughs> There's this great clip, and I hope Gambit? we can find it to put this in, but where Patrick Stewart is on The Daily Show in 2000. Oh, wow. And uh, okay. John Stewart is, you know, probably pretty new to the job, is interviewing oh, it's been, him. He's only been doing it for like a year. And he, point, he yeah. was like, you know, I had a comic book. <laughs> Where Star Trek met uh, X Med, and on the cover <laughs> is Professor X and Captain Picard, uh, and I think uh, Patrick Stewart just like glared at him, and it was just so <laughs> funny. The, anyway, and, and the thing really is, funny. is that the Patrick Stewart of 2014 would not do that. Oh, Patrick Stewart of 2014 would just laugh and oh, yeah. hug him and yeah, yeah and he's he's a and fan. bring out Ian McKellen because yeah, they're Ian just McKellen hanging would, out. Like, best would friends. be backstage and be like, oh, and wasn't. Gandalf on the cover too, <laughs> and then everyone would, <laughs> and everybody would just go wild. <laughs> Patrick Stewart has become cut... the single most beloved <laughs> public figure on this planet. Yeah, and I think a big part of that is because he was Picard. And yeah, I, well, but you know what? And also the thing is, though, let's bring it back. Yeah, uh, the same thing is ha- like William Shatner. Like because mm-hmm. the thing is, it's like after Star Trek, like there were times where he didn't like have money like, he lived out of his car he was homeless yeah like he was after star trek he was homeless wow. like th- that is how bad his life was wow. and then and then it's like the movies happened and then uh like all the people who grew up watching it and then all of a sudden like william shatner became like just a personality it's like yeah. it's that guy who overacts and that's fun like he just became that guy, and he was, you know, did all those commercials, and we all love him again. He did and, Boston, you know, Le- Boston Nimoy Legal. Boston went Legal to Legal. become a, a poet and a photographer, and a director, and and Jonathan Frakes as well became a photographer and a poet. Yeah, and Scott Bakula and Scott, was on uh, Man of a, a Certain Age. Did John Frakes write write? Poetry? No, I'm just joking. Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Did that write poetry? Uh, you know what? He he did. Yeah. He has a secret poetry journal. Oh did, my god! Did, did, can I, can right I ask? Here. Did John Freaks ever direct anything that wasn't Star Trek related? Yes. Yeah, he directed uh, Clockstoppers, and he directed oh. a bunch of straight to TV movies for the Sci Fi Channel. Oh really? Yeah, the Lost Scrolls or something like oh, wow. re- like an Indiana Jones. I realize he keeps he, this is he keeps a t- busy. this is a total tangent because I didn't grow up with TNG, but I realized. Because I always kind of recognized. Oh, and he was on that uh, fucking show. That's right. Fiction. That's how I knew him. Yeah, he was. He was. That was what I knew him from. Was that I? This was Factor Fiction. Was he was the host of it? And he was like, "Ooh, I wonder if this story is Factor Fiction." (laughs) And I was like, "Who is this? Who is this handsome? Here's a a (laughs) man. Do you think that that beard's impressive? Do you think if DeForest Kelly was uh, alive like another decade, he would uh, have the same cachet? Do you know that? DeForest uh, Kelly was famous for being in westerns. He was a villain. He was a in villainous. W- no he, way. he was he was typecast as a a bad guy. No in way. Westerns. He I would always love played to like see the black hearted like evil guy. In Wouldn't that be great to see? Though? I need to I could, see. You a could movie. see it too. You could one hundred percent see it. Oh man! What, what I think movies? he was. I think at the end of his life, I, I read an article about him. Um, he was most proud of his work in westerns. Yeah. yeah. More so than Star Trek. Yeah. Fuck Star Trek. 
garbage yeah, for garbage for children. Yeah. Yeah, he's well, in yeah, some you know, I, I think westerns. like Avery Brooks probably is more proud of his stage work than he is of, of Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah, probably. And yeah. probably the same for basically everyone except for Shatner. Even Shatner. Uh, yeah. Because Picard, I don't, uh, Picard. Patrick Stewart's pretty proud of Star Trek. He is, but like, I think if you're like, but, like what are you, you might most say, proud like, of? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Performed you know, I did for the Queen. Yeah. 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 Whatever, Brit. Drink your tea and we hate the British on this show. Like I don't think though. You know what? There, I can't imagine there was ever a time where Scott Bakula was thinking this is the role. Oh, I don't know, but Scott Bakula, I don't know. Like being Scott Bakula, he's more proud of Quantum Leap. He already has one, and he's done. He was. Look, we're gonna have an Enterprise episode, and we're gonna hash this all out. Wow. Yeah. Quantum Leap is pretty great. Quantum Leap's pretty good. I've never seen Quantum Leap. It's really fun. It's really great. I've heard good things. Um, And for some reason, there are some people that believe that, like, who've never watched it, and they're like, oh, that, that. I've heard nah, that just terrible, nah, and I don't good, understand where that stereotype came from. It's a delightful, like, it's a delightful show. Yeah, it sounds like fun. And it's assholes. Wow, a lot of rage, huh? So we learned a lot today. Learned a lot today about TOS, TOS. was its own thing, but it yeah. also affected everything. It affected the rest of the Star Trek it's universe. Like it a also, seed. You, you, you. it's a seed of planted in a garden. Ooh, plant a seed, it grows. Please. <laughs> Please let me oh, no. pass this law. Mayor McPlease is back. Oh, no. Please. Uh oh. Town council. Uh oh. Allow Uh-oh. me to pass this law. <laughs> oh no. Please, town council. Please. I want to build a park in the center of the town. This was Space Lincoln. I'm Space host. Lincoln. Thanks for having ben me back on. Vigent. I'm here. And I'm host Stephen Winchell. Uh, Where and we- I'm uh, host. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a, a guest. Uh, I just thanks want to know the record. Sean owes having- me some money. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. How dude. much? 20 bucks. Twenty dollars? Yeah. Sean owes me fifteen dollars. Wait, all right. Let's let's okay. Let's let's go around the room and say yeah. what, what I what I owe everyone money for. Steve. Weed. All right. Ben. Coke. Wow! Yeah, surprise, surprise, surprise! It also, yeah, how much? Very, it was a, a, a tiny. I bit. got a little, like a I little. I just wanted a tiny. Hey, you know what I got? You know what I got? Yeah, I just got a toot. Oh! And now I'm, t- I'm gonna toot in the microphone. Anyway, oh. uh, ladies and gentlemen, this was Space Lincoln. Uh, you can like us. I'm gonna fart the Space Lincoln theme. Out of He's walking. Thank you for joining in today. And, like uh, us we on do. Facebook and write positive reviews on us on iTunes. If you write, if you write positive reviews on us on iTunes, you'd be our best friend. Because we have a vacancy for that right now after this terrible wow. episode. That, that all just came out of my butt. Wow. That was uh, amazing, everyone. And everyone who, who was just listening didn't even see it in the and, studio. Uh, that all came out of my I did. I want to thank our, our incredible producer, Mr. Adam Goron. Uh, oh, hope you enjoyed you. that rye. I I certainly did. It's a. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, it's Rittenhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was fine. I, I'm gonna go on record. Rittenhouse is one of the finest ryes you could buy. Hey, uh, while we're on record, uh, yeah. uh, Steve. Yeah. You owe me money. I do. I. Yeah. What for? Uh, a sandwich oh. filled with marijuana. <laughs> oh yeah. What up? And Yo. cocaine. Anyway, uh, God bless us, everyone. Thank you.